you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky, and we are joined by our good buddy, Bruce Feldman from Fox Sports. Bruce, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Good to be out with you guys. I appreciate you having. We're, we're stealing you for the whole episode today, so I don't know if they informed you of that, but this is what you've signed I up for. I will learn a lot then. Let's go. <laughs> All right. First off, uh, I, I want to talk to you about this because I it's been the biggest story in college football. I wanted to get your take on it. That I thought Bucky and I have not talked about this yet, and mm-hmm. I thought with our background on the scouting side of things, it would maybe be a different perspective. But uh, with all the stuff that's going on with Michigan, and you know this dude Stallions is that his name, uh, who's been traveling around, and whether or not it's coordinated, uncoordinated, has been using his iPhone to try and get signs and signals. But what what is your take on the story, and how how impactful or how big is this story in your opinion, Bruce? It's it is kind of blowing up college football because as you guys well know signal stealing in game goes on everywhere yeah. um and this was something connor stallings who by the way was like was at camp pendleton you know he's a naval academy grad who was in the marine corps after that and you know he prided himself in being able to decode opposed opponent signals he was on the sideline as one of Michigan's analysts, but this is obviously the advanced scouting element in college football mm-hmm. to actually go to games and to film other teams or take you know pictures or anything else to do that um, is crossing a big line in everybody in in college football's minds. And it's it, and the fact is, initially as this was starting to come out, you're like, okay, some of the details were kind of hard to believe. That he would be so reckless in how he was doing it in terms of like the buying the StubHub <laughs> yeah, with his name, a paper trail here. Yeah. You know, I think people looked at it and go, "Wait a minute, you have somebody who, you know, was a graduate of the Naval Academy, somebody who should be very intelligent to get through this." And yet, there was a lot of naive and clumsy stuff about it. Um, but as some of the details have con- come out, especially some of the stuff that came out on um, Wednesday in the Washington Post story, were much more detailed and much more damning honestly i think for the university of michigan program and what's going to be really fascinating here is the ncaa moves notoriously very slow on its investigations we are almost in november now michigan is steamrolling its way towards the playoff and perhaps jim harbaugh making a national title run you know they still have ohio state and penn state left on their schedule obviously both of those teams will be as scrubbed as possible about you know, whether it's wristbands or whatever they're going to do to make sure they're not going to get got. But I, I don't know how, whether the Big Ten steps in in the middle of this because they have the authority to do it, whether the NCAA can move fast enough. The burden of proof, the benefit of the doubt are not in Jim Harbaugh's favor right now. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Buck? We haven't heard your take on this either. I don't know what you think. <laughs> okay, so one, um, I'm trying to figure out, like, like, are there hard and fast rules about like advanced scouting and those things, Bruce, and, and college, like where you can't go and you can't use like 
electronic and technology. Yeah, those are rules. Anything yeah. on the books? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you cannot be on staff to, to do that. Now, back in the day, you look, and some of this uh, was before technology was what it was, you know, 30 years ago. And from everything I understand, this was a cost-cutting measure that was put on the books. A lot yeah. of other places couldn't do it, right? Um, and so the other element of this, as you guys well know, is in the NFL, you have the technology where the quarterback and yeah. linebacker are able to communicate, and that yeah. gets rid of a lot of this stuff. So college football, for all sorts of reasons, depending on who you talk to, some will say, well, it's a manufacturer helmet you know, issue that, that rents it. Other people I've talked to this week have said, you know what, there's a bunch of people who would feel very, um, very challenged if they did not have the opportunity to get an advantage by use, using their ability to steal signals. And that's why they feel like there's some pushback on getting that done. So it, it's- Okay, so, okay, because I was always under the impression, like, look, everyone went to the placards and, 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 and the signals because it was kind of known that people look at whatever. When I look at Jay Norville called the game, I see guys standing around with the, the, the things so you can't see. So in my estimation, I was like, well, wait a minute, don't we have all these measures in- to kind of protect ourselves from being skunked. And so, I don't know, I kind of feel like it's a little overblown in terms of that because I felt like, I don't know, like, okay, if I steal the signs, like how quickly can I communicate that stuff to the players? How, how can they get that in? Don't most teams change your signals and all that other stuff? Like who has the same signals for the entire time that they're there? So, I don't know, I kind of feel like, yeah, Michigan, like, towed the line and maybe stepped over the line. But I kind of feel like opponents should always kind of self-scout and protect themselves when it comes to like what they're signaling and what they're bringing in. You know, last year I did this story um, before the Ohio State-Michigan game, talked to a bunch of coaches about, okay, give me the scouting report on these teams. And one of the coaches I talked to in the Big Ten was a running back coach. He was like, Michigan is really good at signals, stealing signals. They got our stuff early. They got both sides of the ball. And, you know, I didn't really think that much of it at the time, you know, because you hear that about a lot of, you know, mm -hmm. like the Clemson Tigers old defense coordinator who's not there anymore is like, yeah, Eric, for his ability to crack the code. Yeah. And there's a handful of guys that that um, that are well known for their acumen and, and uncanny ability for getting that. But a couple of things on this. So like one of the coaches who played Michigan within the last year knew that there was some uh things to be aware of and mm -hmm. his mind was like you know we're gonna throw some dummy stuff at them and see because if you're wrong the first couple plays the defense corner is gonna go hey i, I don't know i'm not anymore yeah 100%. yes if you get burned you know it's on you and so i think there was that piece of it there's also you know one of the workarounds as an old sideline reporter i remember being at an oklahoma game where they had like a like look a um, a clear glad bag sized bag, and the one of the defensive assistants would go around, and all the defensive players, or at least the secondary guys, would throw their wristbands in that. In exactly. like you can do that every quarter. There, yeah, there's teams that do that oh. every quarter. That's why. Okay. I'm, well, I'll get so, you. Go ahead, Buck. Yeah, because no, no, DJ knows this. So, okay, the Indianapolis Colts were legendary for their ability to steal signs, yeah. and so I know this because DT Dennis Thurman. And DJ, we both know him. He would talk about when they would play the Colts at the end of every quarter, they would switch the wristband yeah. because they did not want them to get the thing. So to me, I'm like, 
isn't this common knowledge that th- there's certain things that you have to do to protect your signal? So as much as I would want to bang on Michigan, I'm like, other people also have to know, like, this is part of it. Everyone, everyone is always looking for a competitive advantage when it comes to being able to scout the signs. Think about this. Like, I, I, like you, I've seen it where you have, as you mentioned, different wristbands every quarter. Then, so everything is a number that you're reading off of the wristband, right? So you're a defensive coordinator. You have the headset on. Well, you have you could have three different players or three different grad assistants or assistant coaches on the sideline, three different ones. And what you say is, all right, for this, be going into every series, Jay, you know, red shirt is is our is our signal. Red shirt is our signal. So I've got three guys giving signals. The players know which one is hot, which one is the one we're using, and those are going to correlate with our wristband, which we're changing every quarter. If this dude can freaking decode that, then tip your cap to him that he can <laughs> that he can figure that out. But like, there's there's measures you can take to really minimize this. I think it's ridiculous that they just don't put it in the helmet. Like that that eliminated a lot of this stuff. I remember when you know being in with teams when we were doing advanced scouting reports where we were. You know, you you obviously go to the game. You you have to get their personnel groupings. They're not hiding that, but be able to match personnel. So when their defensive coordinator or when their offensive coordinator is holding up, you know, this is like their eleven personnel thing that I know. Okay, we got to get nickel. Like this is what they're in the eleven personnel. Everybody does that. There's nothing. You know, nobody has to hide that. Just so you can match personnel. But then we'd also go back and listen. They'd listen to the TV copy to get signals, yes. to get to get audibles, and see if you could pull anything out of that. That's been going on in the, in forever. Like that, it's on you to figure that stuff out. So I, I don't feel like I'm. I don't want to give Michigan a free pass. Unethical, yes. Yeah, it's all but, that stuff. But like, come on, you got to protect your stuff here, man. But not only that, like like Bruce and DJ, why did all of a sudden all the play callers start doing this? Yeah. Because they knew people were looking at the, the signals, putting putting the the thing over them. So so that's why I'm like, wait a minute, we're everyone's upset. Like we're up at arms about all this, like. I swear, like in the pros, we've been seeing it. We've seen it even in college where some of this stuff is filtered in. I just don't understand like how it's become this thing, you know? Yes, we could talk about the ethical part of it, but I, I don't it's know. It's a couple of things why, why, you know, Bucky, to your last point, why it's become this thing. It's, it's, I think there's like maybe three things that have escalated this. One, it is Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Like if this yeah. happened at Mississippi State or if this happened at toledo nevada nobody would like some people would care but it wouldn't get traction but it's jim harbaugh and it's a big brand school and by the way they're closing in on like a thousand wins wins and you know some of these wins get vacated right and also for the longest time it seemed like they could not get over the ohio state hump well now all of a sudden the last two years coincidentally they've come over with a flourish and they've dominated Mm -hmm. that conference so there's that also, there's an element of intrigue where who is Connor Stallions, right? He's like, there's a little, and this is not, this part is not uncommon to me, to some stuff we see in the in real world news where you have somebody who is incredibly um, driven to get to a point in his career where it's like incredibly focused or incredible, incredibly focused and or um like almost ambitious with it yeah too ambitious too yes exactly and so you get some people like that um there's some you know the behavior starts could get a little odd right and so i think people Mm -hmm. are fascinated by that you know like how could somebody do this why you know like how does this and how could they be so sloppy at doing this you know and 
I think there's another side of this is also because Harbaugh is so polarizing. The truth is like, you know, I'm working on a story now that I'm talking to dozens of coaches for. This is not like there's a lot of holy cow components to this story, but there's also some other elements of like, you know what, this isn't like a complete one-off. Now, to mm-hmm. the degree that Michigan and or Stallions did it, that seems like it was going to such a further length. But the element of somebody doing some in-person scouting, you know, advanced scouting, that I've heard now. And it's just like, woof, this is, this, I don't want to say it's the tip of the iceberg, but there's a lot of stuff going on right now. It feels like a little bit, Bruce, you talked about trying to prove yourself. It feels like if you, were, you had a, a political campaign and somebody goes to a candidate and says, look, I'm going to spend the next six months digging up dirt on your opponent and I'm going to yeah, you yeah. know, do it. And sometimes maybe even does it, maybe just presents them with it and says, hey, look at what I've been able to figure out. Da, 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 da. Here's all this information. You can use it for your to help your cause here or whatever. I, I, I don't say obviously this guy's on the sideline. So obviously he's affiliated and being paid by them. But I'm, I'm curious when all this gets uncovered. How much was directed and how much was this dude just just saying, I'm going to go provide some worth for myself and I'm ambitious mm-hmm. and I want to move up and I'm going to provide such a value, you know, above and beyond anything that was asked of me that that I'll help me navigate where I want to go in my career. I just know one thing, man, like I know how hard it is to get in the Naval Academy and I know what those people make when they get out of the Naval Academy and go into the business world and they are highly sought after above every Ivy League school, people will hire people from the Naval Academy. This is a bizarre choice of a career that this dude has chosen here. But this guy grew up, you know, I think he's, you know, both parents were Michigan grads from there. I, you know, clearly from the people I've talked to was obsessed with Michigan football and wanting to be a coach and wanting to help in any way he can. And I think, you know, the, like from the part that you, you just kind of talked about a minute ago, EJ, where if you, you know, like every team has somebody trying, and it's more than just one guy usually who's trying to decode stuff. But if you set out a profile, and because I talked to somebody who knows Stallions pretty well uh, in the last week, and he said, you know, he was really, really good at it. He's better. Like I used to try to do it. And he's way better than I was. And if you were to kind of create a profile of somebody who you would think, well, I could see why that guy would be probably really good at decoding stuff. His background, Naval Academy, you know, like it it's, makes a lot more sense than somebody who, I don't want to say it was just like a, a defensive end or a tight end yeah. or, a, or a guard, you know, like because of that, I think there's a little bit of like, it's not espionage-ish, but you know, like there's just some components of it that kind of add to the, how somebody's mind works and problem solving and the things that are the attention to detail is probably a little different um so you could see why that could kind of line up it's such a such a fascinating story like it, it it's so crazy that it's taken over because what i would love to talk to you about is like man michigan is steamrolling over top of these teams and i'm looking at the common denominator between like i'm looking at georgia i'm looking at michigan i'm looking at the teams at the top there's a level of physicality and toughness that all these teams employ do you feel like college football is kind of going back? They're turning back the clock and going a little more old school in terms of style of play, ruggedness being the essential qualities for your team to be at a championship level? It seems like it because, you know, I don't want to, I feel like I'm probably jumping ahead here, but like, what's the program that that's downward spiral right now seems to be getting all the attention. It's USC. 100%. USC was like, 
you know, I don't know if you guys have seen them in person yet, but I was, you know, being at the Notre Dame game, like, man, their offensive line looks like, and I feel bad saying this, but it looks kind of like a Mountain West offensive line, not like what you'd expect. Don't look the part. Yeah. And so, you know, here's Michigan with like eight or nine offensive linemen who probably are, you know, I know are on NFL radars right now, a big, deep defensive line. And some of those guys, you know, Kenneth Grant can't be drafted for at least another year and a half, but they have a lot of dudes that they've developed. And, you know, saying this, I don't want to like completely dismiss what we just talked about, about the, the, the issues that come with the advanced scouting signal stealing. They have done a really good job of developing physical football players. You know, mm-hmm. that's Herbert, the, you know, JJ Watts, old strength coach from uh, Wisconsin. And, you know, that is in Arkansas. Like, I think that part is a real thing. Like there is, you know, I, I talked to one coach who played them this year, a big 10 school. And he goes, you know, we didn't see anything looking back that was like out of the ordinary. They just kicked our ass. They were just like <laughs> way more physical. And, you know, it was like, you know, he didn't say this, but you got the impression it was like we could have had all their stuff and it still wouldn't have helped us, you know, enough. Make it no, and I, I think that's, you know, look at the in the Ohio State game. They ran the ball down their throats. Like, I don't think there's any sign that's helping you do that. And again, I want to minimize everything that went on with that. This, it's a it's a mess and it'll it'll probably be an ugly and it'll be a stain and all that kind of stuff. But I honestly don't think it impacted uh, anybody. Did you get that text I sent you, by the way, Bruce? That's the funniest tweet I've seen in a long time. Did there's you see that? Of, yes, I did see it this oh morning. Oh my gosh. If you haven't seen it, it's a it's a picture and it says uh, <laughs> this was this was Stallion's seat for when he was scouting TCU. And if you remember, they gave up a zillion points, lost to TCU in the in the semis, and he's in an obstructed view with a big pole right in front of his seat. Oh, that was uh it was very well done. It's so for people on the internet. Oh yeah, everybody Bit, but crazy. yeah, everybody had fun with that. Um, all right, let's tr- let's uh, let's take a quick break, then we're going to transition to some other topics. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want. You're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, we talked a lot about the the Michigan Wolverines. Some of these other schools, uh, Bruce, if I was going to tell you right now, um, if if I said, not, I'm not necessarily saying these three teams will make the playoffs, but these are three teams outside of Michigan you believe can win a national championship right now. If I gave you three picks, who would you take? Well, one's an easy one. That's Georgia. Right? Yep. So, um, I assume Brock Bowers will be back this year. He is a absolute difference maker. Defense has not been as good, as good, great as I was expecting. But, you know, we'll see. You know, I'm curious how much if they miss Stetson Bennett in crunch time. But I definitely you know they're a no brainer for me there. Yep. Um, We've had Ohio State twice. I don't know how much confidence I have in them. Their defense is is better. I hate to say it like this, but part of it was like, man, like Penn State's offense, like they made everything looked hard for Drew Allen last yeah. week. You know, there's a lot of good pieces there. For whatever reason, it does it was not coming together. Um, but Ohio State has a as not just one difference maker because they didn't have a Buka last week. Mm-hmm. And everything I've heard from being around them was like Abuka really tried to go. And then in warm-ups, and this is like a week out of coming back from something. And um, oh, he, like he just had some gimpy steps and it was like, hey, we can't play him. But like 
he's a I don't know where you guys see him as a top fifty pick or whatever. He's obviously not Marvin, but he's mm-hmm. big time. Good player, tight end who's really good player. Um, I don't know if when they get you know as when Travion Henderson feels like he's one hundred percent ready to roll because he gives them something in the stretch game that they don't really have. Like Chip Trainum's explosive and everything. I again, I think the defense is better than it's been for a while for them. And it's probably good enough if, like, if they still had CJ, I'd be like, yeah, it's absolutely good enough for them to win a national title, you know. Um, so I'd give them a chance, you know, like in there. I would you would say t- right now if I told you that they played Washington on a neutral field, you'd take Ohio State. Do I have? Yeah, Abuka's from there. Do I? Do I get Abuka healthy on that? If I'll you give you everybody. Yes. I'll give you everybody full rosters. Yeah, I would. I would pick Ohio State. There's okay. something like I really like. Michael Penix Jr. I think Kalen DeBoer has done an awesome job. I still feel a little bit of like, uh, I don't know if I entirely trust them. Mm-hmm. You know? It's new. It's new. They're, it's they're new, like the right? new are, kid on the block here. Horrible to really good last year. They're you know the passing game is explosive. They have a bunch of receivers too. Um, you know the edge guys were really were really disruptive, especially you know Trice Trice. But um, I don't know. I just not all the way in on them. Like mm-hmm. honestly, it wouldn't shock me if if even USC beats them. Mm-hmm. You know, hey. in USC, I, see, I, I actually, I actually think that's a, that's the most USC thing ever. They'll beat Washington. They'll go to Oregon and get their teeth kicked in by yep. the Ducks. <laughs> like that's kind of what what will happen there. But no, that that is interesting. I think that I think that's the debate. Florida State, um, are they as good as their record? In your opinion, with what you've seen. I kind of think they are like, I don't, I'm not all the way in on, on Jordan Travis. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't know if he's in the group that were like, if you ask me, you know, I'd obviously rather have Drake May and Caleb. And I think mm-hmm. I'd rather have JJ McCarthy too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they asked me different things, but he's got, you know, Johnny Wilson is a unique, you know, he's weapon. Yeah. Raheem Bell is a, is a versatile piece. Keon Coleman is special. You know, they have, those are three dudes. They have versus arguably the most disruptive, you know, edge guy in college football right now. Um, all yeah. those guys, by the way, all of them are transfers. Yeah. You know, good on Mike Norvell and his staff for putting it together. I, yeah, I think they are a playoff caliber team. I don't know if I wouldn't put them if they played Michigan, if they played Georgia, I think they would lose. Mm-hmm. But to me, like right now, we'll see yours. I my guess will be back by the Big 12 title game, if not sooner. Um, that's a tough one. If you said, who do you think would win between, and obviously Texas hasn't beaten Oklahoma yet, but I think, I do think they will, you yeah. know, with the rematch. So I, I don't know. I'm sitting there looking at, at Florida state and thinking, yeah, I think Florida state, I would probably pick just cause I just, I just feel like, um, you know, I don't know. I, it's, it's not a ton of confidence over them. I, you know, whereas like, you know, Texas has big people on both lines. Mm-hmm. but I guess I have a little more confidence for God knows what reason in Florida state than I do right now in Texas. Bruce, what do you think about the job that Nick Saban has done with Alabama this year? It's, it's quietly probably going to be one of the better coaching jobs he's done. If you, if you watch that game against, um, against Texas, they got, they got mauled, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like he has some guys playing way before normally he would play them. Well, there's Proctor who was like, had a shaky start. Secondary. That's a kid from Iowa, right? The yeah. tackle. Yeah. Yeah. And he had some bad moments, but he's super young. And 
the the secondary was young and it was banged up and you know Josh Downs brother Caleb is is coming he's a really good player you know obviously the part that I I I think the headline is for this program is they weren't Alabama last year and that was with Bryce Young and the best defensive player in the country Will Anderson Mm -hmm. and that was with a first round running back you know in Gibbs Mm -hmm. and you take all those guys off the team and now all of a sudden you're going to be better that didn't make sense to me right and so plus you have new coordinators I'm not sure you know have they upgraded the staff I don't know I'm not like I don't feel like it's a resounding yes at this point um you know Milrow I I think I think that kind of worked out the way it probably needed to because he did some good things and some not so good things right against Texas, you know, and then they gave uh, your San Diego guy another chance at you yep. know, Tyler Amy, Buckner. Tyler yep. Buckner, and it it didn't go great. And USF was a hard game for them. And then they teed him back up and Milrow, I feel like has come on. He's definitely got some, you know, he's definitely got some good attributes, but it's just like, this to me is not like if he gets them and they beat Georgia, this might be his best coaching job since he's been yeah. there. I'm not saying they will, but because um, I don't think the SEC West is particularly good right now. No, you know, you got you know, Jaden Daniels has been phenomenal and the defense has been a big disappointment. Texas AM has been a big dud. You know, Auburn is rebuilding, Arkansas is rebuilding. You know, it's just like I think Ole Miss is, is pretty good, but not, not you know, certainly not a playoff team. And so here's Alabama hanging around. I mean, I I do think I wouldn't bet against Nick Saban. I don't think they'll beat Georgia. I, I'm not sure that they'll even get there. But um, you know, credit to him because I think if anybody else is coaching this team, they're probably a eight and four team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's if, interesting, man. If that. Um, all right, uh, we don't have too much time left, so I want to hit you on a couple other things. Is there another? Is there another coaching job? that we're not talking about that we should be talking about. Bucky just mentioned Saban and the job he's done, obviously big name there. I'm, I'm just staring at the list of teams and where they're located. And I don't know that Jonathan Smith, uh, gets the, the just due that he's deserved. And I, I, on a up on that with him, with Oregon state, Washington state kind of being in limbo here. Does that make someone like him who obviously is invested in that school? It means a lot to him, but does that make him more likely to take an opportunity? I'm sure he'll be offered in the offseason. My hunch is no. And I'm going to say that because Jonathan Smith, by head coaching college football standards, is about as normal as you're going to get. <laughs> you know, his son is a baseball football kid, just, you know, and he's probably, I think he's a sophomore. And he gets to do a lot of cool stuff with his son and, and kind of still run a program. I don't want to say like a small college coach would do it, but mm-hmm. there's a normalcy component to it. If Jonathan Smith is someplace else, I'm not sure. I, I mean, it's still, still be the head, he would still be the head coach, but yeah. I wonder how much he would be able to run it that way. You know, um, I, I agree. I think he's done a terrific job. You know, he's got really good coaches. And I think he gets guys believing in themselves and buying in, you know, look at DJ, DJ Uyunglele has had a really nice second act after a lot of people point the finger at him for Clemson. He's left, he's moved on. Clemson is probably even worse than, than they were a year ago. And he's had, you know, he's had some good moments. He had a couple of really good games of late. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be first pick of the draft some guy someday, but you know, I think he's still developing. It's his first year on the system. You know, I mean, so I think 
it's worth watching. He's done a really good job. The other guy who's done a really good job, I feel like, you know, to to Kalen DeBoer and Dan Lanning, and certainly Dion's credit, those mm-hmm. guys deserve the attention. What Jed Fish has done at Arizona yeah. is pretty remarkable. Like after Kevin Sumlin was there, that place was a mess. They lost seventy to seven in their last game to Arizona State. Jed comes in. They didn't, you know, people around the program. I'm not talking about people inside Arizona, but we're like. They wanted somebody else. They didn't feel like, oh, Jed Fish has bounced around. Why is he getting this job or whatever? And almost everything he has done has proved to be extremely shrewd, whether it's develop, you know, cultivating the relationships with Gronk and Teddy Bruschi and all these guys and all the older Arizona people, the Dick Tomey people, the way he's recruited. He's gotten really good old linemen to come in. He's found them. You know, you look what he did right now. His backup quarterback, Noah Fafita, you know, he's been I, good. you guys know him. I mean, he's a little Servite kid, right? Power him right yeah, he is, yeah. you know but he's a really good little quarterback he's come in for De- for Jaden Delora when he got hurt and he's playing probably even better um they lost Dorian Singer last year to, to USC they lost to D Lyman who you know and they are they've only seemed like they've gotten better and if you look at their losses I mean they lo- they gave Washington all they could handle they mm-hmm. you know like ev- all the games have been tight overtime with SC Mississippi State on the road you know, they hammered Wazoo in Pullman, mm. you know, like he has done like he should be a guy who should get coach of the year. But because, you know, they'll probably go eight and four, maybe they'll get nine wins and you go from like five and seven to eight and four. It's like, yeah, that's a good season. But when you're in the same conference with with a couple of guys who are, you know, have a chance to make the playoff in Washington and Oregon and you and that doesn't even speak to what Jonathan Smith is doing there mm-hmm. again. Um, I think it kind of gets lost to what what's going on in Tucson. Who's the player that is the surprise that we're going to talk about sooner than meaning? Who's the player that's going to go higher than everyone thinks in the draft that we haven't even really discussed? Someone that is not on the regular radar, but someone that you're hearing about, either someone on your freaks list or somebody like that. Just give me like a little, give me like a little hidden gem that I need to pay attention to. I got a hidden gem. I don't know where he goes in the draft, but like one of the so the best kept secret in college football is the Sun Belt. There's a mm. lot of great coaches on the rise. James Madison, you know, like shut down the run. I don't know what uh, Jamal Green, if he, he's on anybody's radar. He is a undersized edge guy who's crazy disruptive. You know, I think he had like five and a half sacks last week. He's putting up big, big time numbers. They don't blitz a lot and they lead the, they lead the nation in sacks. He's, I don't know if he's 6'1". 235, 240, you know, like I'd be interested if people go, look, okay, he's going to be a guy who's going to end up in, a, you know, in one of the spring leagues or so. I have no idea, but he is a hell of a football player. You know, I know that was not the answer I wanted, you know, like I wanted to give you somebody who would be like, okay, that guy's, um, you know, maybe what was, the name? what was the name again, Bruce? I've got just on this going off of from, from JMU, Jail. I'm sorry, okay. Jalen. I'm even screwed up. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Okay. Is he, um, he must be an, he must be an underclassman. I've got their I've got their senior list here with all their measurables, uh, but I do not have him. I don't have him yet, so I have to. Do he's a guy. Curious what you think? Again, yeah. he's very undersized, but he's mm-hmm. super disruptive. Um, That's you know, a great program. Yeah, and they they get after you. I mean, Signetti has done mm-hmm. a really really good job there. Um, you know, I think. One of the more intriguing guys, you know, Guyton is the offensive tackle at Oklahoma. Yep. He came out of nowhere. Like, he was a basketball player. TCU got him. Um, 
you know, when I talked to Bill Biedenboe, who's the O-line coach at OU a few weeks back, and he's like, this guy might be the most talented O-lineman I've ever had. And you think about some of the guys he's put in the NFL, that's a huge statement. I, my hunch is he probably would be better served with one more year in college, but I don't think that's, my guess is that's not going to happen. But he's somebody I could see blowing up because he's such a, such a gifted athlete in that, with that frame. I love it. See, Bruce gives us a couple coaches. He gives us a couple players. We all but solved the Michigan uh, situation there uh, of what you know, what's going to come out of that. So we covered a lot of ground today, Bruce. How's your? Uh, are we coaching f- uh, flag here? How are we doing? We're doing pretty good. There's a lot of there's a, there's some some drama in our league too, but that's okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So parents okay? Parents happy? Ours are. Yeah. Yeah. Good. good. So um, there's definitely some drama. You know, youth sports. It's like it. it this, this set, it can be a great thing. and oh, also, can, It brings out the worst. It can bring out the absolute worst in people. It does. And it's crazy about some of that stuff. So Have you, have you become the most hated guy in the league yet? Are they hating you? It's not, not yet? I think it's not. not yet. Okay, the second thing is, how hard is it now the second go-round? Like after you had all the success that you had last year, how hard was it internally for you going back and coaching again? Do you feel more pressure? Are, are you having a tough time dealing with that or has everything kind of been the same when it comes to like building upon what you did last year? So we got rid of like so my first year running through this. It was like we were doing the slow mesh and it was really funky. And I don't think most people knew what it was. Yeah. And I was like, all right, we're not going to do that. We started like we have kids who can throw and we have a lot of kids who can catch. And the biggest thing I've taken from all the time around, you know, you guys and real co- real football people is reps 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 like so you see these kids get so much better i have no idea if any of the kids and these kids are third and fourth graders if they'll play in high school football if they'll be good or whatever you know um but they love they love what you know they they love being around each other and so they'll i because we have kids who do different sports it's like all right some kids can practice tuesday some can practice wednesday so we we practice both days and whoever can make it can make it and except for the kids who you know have like club soccer practice or some kind of school class they're they want to be out there and so what i what's been awesome is these kids like all want to do it you know they all want to be out there and they all learn and they know like they know some of the plays it's crazy they're like oh yeah that was this and they know like i don't know like i i wasn't we had a game on saturday last week and i was traveling back from ohio state and my son was like told me you know like i knew he scored a touchdown on something and i was like what did he spend like i asked my wife and she said something and then he told me he was like no mommy doesn't know what slot fate is (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic (laughs) he's your your kid's the jalen hyatt in this in this league i love it man let's get him in the slot let's let him get vertical his big thing his big thing is like And it's like, he'll be like, hey, did you send Coach Nuss the film? I'm like, Coach Nuss is busy right now. He doesn't need to meet the Watkins. He's like, because he has this, you know, little relationship with, with, with one of the NFL coaches who's been really kind to him. So, but it's yeah. like, he likes it. It's great when your kid loves something that you love. That's awesome, man. That's great. You know, and like Bucky, you know, like we, we had him around Elite 11 and he got to be around these guys. And so some of the Elite 11 coaches, it's funny. So I, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Columbus. I think it was for um, the Maryland game. And Devin Gardner, who, you know, former Michigan quarterback, yeah. lead 11. And he, the first words out of his mouth is like, where's my son? And he's like, <laughs> he's my kid. 
And so it was very funny just because like now he has these relationships with people who are like kind of in the sport and it's good. Like, I mean, look, I, I'd much rather have him be into that than be like consumed by screens. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. No, you're doing that's- it right. You're doing it right, Bruce. Uh, oh, anyways, we appreciate you. You are the best. Uh, we'll do this again soon as we start getting closer to draft season. We'll start digging into some more of these players, but we appreciate your time, man, and best of luck in uh, your travels and the rest of the fall. Always a pleasure, guys. See you soon. All right, there he is. There's Bruce Feldman. He is the best. You can find him every week on Fox Sports. Uh, nobody better. And uh, appreciate you guys hanging with us. We'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.